Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. In this episode, we're talking about how to get your first 10,000 followers on Instagram and also what you should probably be focusing on instead. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things social media, digital and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. And if you like free stuff, well, I've got you sorted there as well. Head over to steviesayssocial.com slash little black book now to steal my little black book of social media secrets. You're listening to the Stevie Says Social podcast. Welcome to episode 52 of the Stevie Says Social podcast. It has been an interesting couple of weeks, team, and I'm not going to go into a lot of details on the ins and outs of it, but I'm sure that if you're a small business owner, you can probably relate to the highs and the lows of running your own business. In the last couple of weeks, I've had a couple of highs and one of those was speaking at the League of Extraordinary Women event all about podcasting and I did that with the awesome Phoebe from 20-something Trainwreck and that was really great because it gave me an opportunity to chat about podcasting which as you probably know, I love. I produce one week in, week out and to be honest, it takes a long time. Now, I know that there's some people out there who say that they can produce a podcast in an hour, and maybe you can do that if you're getting somebody else to edit it and you're just kind of speaking into a microphone. But 
I do a lot of research on my podcasts. I spend a lot of time making sure that I've got the right guests and it takes a damn long time. I didn't even want to admit this out loud, but I'm going to. It takes almost a day from start to finish to get a podcast up and out for you guys. So it's a pretty time-consuming thing to do. Now let's talk about the downs. Number one, you may have noticed that the name of this podcast has changed. So originally it was the Stevie Says Social podcast. It then changed to the Talk Social to Me podcast by Stevie Says Social. And thanks to a little legal tussle in the last couple of weeks, the circumstances of which I don't entirely agree with, but it involves a business much bigger than mine with a budget much bigger than mine. I have decided to gracefully change my podcast name back to Stevie Says Social. Now, it's not a big deal. At the end of the day, it is what it is, but it is just one of those things that has meant a little bit of extra work for me and obviously potentially confusion for all of you listening and potentially trying to search for the Talk Social To Me podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So I've got a little bit of a favor If you're enjoying this episode or if you have enjoyed an episode in the past, I would love it if you would take a screenshot, share it on your stories and tag me in it. Tell people to listen to the Stevie Says Social podcast. I want to get out there that the name has changed back. It's not a huge deal and I don't think it'll affect things too much, but I would be so grateful. The other thing that has kind of gotten me down in the last week, and if you follow me on Instagram and you watch my Instagram stories, you would have seen that I had some feedback in relation to my voice on my podcast. Now, I feel a little bit silly for allowing negative feedback to get me down. And at the end of the day, there's so many amazing reviews on my podcast, and I'm so thankful to every single one of you that has left one. But I got this feedback and I'm so open to feedback, guys. I am nowhere near perfect and always trying to improve. But it talked about the really extremely annoying high-pitched inflections on my podcast. I don't know if I've got that in my voice. I don't know if potentially I need a voice coach, but it's definitely made me think and it got me down for a day or two. The amount of work that I put into this podcast to put out for free to give you guys social media know-how because I'm so passionate about small business owners really being able to manage their own social media and content marketing and their digital marketing. I know how tough it is to try and wade through all of the information out there and then to get negative feedback. I don't know. I need to toughen up a bit, I think. Anyway, that's what's been happening in my world. Let's get into today's podcast episode, though. What we're talking about is something that I know is a huge focus for many of you, and I think it's actually one of the most Googled social media search terms out there. What we're going to be talking about is how to get your first, or if you're over it already, your next 10,000 followers on Instagram. 
Now, this is something that I know we all kind of want the answer to. And if it's not 10,000 followers, it's how do I get more followers on Instagram? I have a couple of theories for why we're so obsessed with that little follower number at the top of our account. Number one, I think that it's because it's literally staring us in the face, right? It's impossible to miss. It is sitting there. Every time we go into our Instagram profile, that little number is just taunting us if it's not the number that we want it to be. My other theory is, and there's no denying this, Instagram has kind of become the social media equivalent of the popular kid at school, right? Instagram these days is where it's at. Now, I started to notice this towards the middle of last year, but since then, Instagram has absolutely exploded in popularity. Now, I have spoken in a previous podcast episode about how I think that we need to be wary of our obsession with this platform. I think that it is obviously where the attention is these days, but really focusing on it at the expense of every other sort of uh social media and marketing platform out there, I think is a little bit dangerous, but there's no denying that it's where the attention is and we want to grow our following for that reason. I know Instagram, I think has gone from, I don't know, a few million, 600 million users to over a billion, and it's still growing really exponentially without any sign of slowing down. So I think that's another contributing factor. I think the third factor is we like being on Instagram. I don't know if you've noticed, but I know in terms of my personal kind of habits and where I'm spending my time these days, I'm posting a lot less on Facebook. I'm spending more of my leisure time on Instagram. I enjoy personally spending time there. I enjoy interacting with brands, getting inspiration, checking out what friends and the fam are doing and what they're up to. And I think that for that reason, our business presence on Instagram has really become a priority as well. So what I think is that when it comes to measuring our success, that little follower number that's taunting us at the top of our account has kind of become the ultimate benchmark. Now, what I want to preface this entire podcast episode with is a little bit of a word of warning. And what I want to say is that don't use follower numbers on Instagram as the ultimate benchmark of success. This year, so in 2019 and moving forward, the number of followers that you have on Instagram literally counts for nothing if you do not have engagement. So engagement refers to the level of interaction on your posts and your stories and no interaction or very little interaction basically equals reduced reach. Now, at the end of the day, there's no use in 10,000 followers on Instagram or 20,000 or 5,000 or 50 if only a really small percentage of them are actually seeing your posts. So what I want to say is that follower numbers are fine, 
But engagement is like the queen. She wears the pants in the relationship. She is the most important thing to focus on. Now, if you want to learn about seven ways to increase your Instagram engagement in 2019, I actually did a podcast episode on that too. It's a couple of podcast episodes back, so make sure you go and check that out. Now that that is out of the way, let's go through how to get your first 10,000 Instagram followers. Now, the reason why I've decided to record this podcast episode now is that I am over 10,000 on my own Instagram account. And I started my business, I started my Instagram account sort of 18 months to two years ago. So it's been a steady kind of increase over that time. And what I thought it might be helpful to do is to give you some tips and tricks on how I personally got there, what's working now, because Instagram growth is a completely different beast to what it was a couple of years ago or a few years ago. It used to be a lot easier. And hopefully the things that have worked for me are things that you can apply to kind of look at growing your Instagram account, not at any cost, not with any followers, but with the right followers, engaged followers that might one day do business with you. This is the key, guys, engaged followers that might one day do business with you. Now, before I dive into the seven tips that I'm going to give you in this podcast episode, I want to let you know that a new product has also just dropped in this social shop over at steviesayssocial.com forward slash shop. I have put together a really comprehensive but simple step-by-step checklist. And essentially what it's got is 100, yes, 100 really actionable tips and tricks that you can follow step by step. It's in an editable PDF. So you can literally tick off every single one as you go. I've made this so simple for you. And it's on how to get your first 10,000 Instagram followers. Now you can change the number. It could be your first 1,000. It could be your next 10. It could be your next 30,000. Basically, this is just a checklist on best practice ideas that you probably haven't thought of before, but which have definitely worked for me, that goes through exactly how to grow your account. Now, if you want to get your hands on that, head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash shop now. You'll see it in the list of featured products, and I think that it will really help you out. Okay, so let's get into tip number one for this podcast. It is to simply engage. So in the early days, so the early days of Instagram, when you're just starting out and when you're trying to build a following, it can be really, really hard, right? So it can be really hard when you're on 86 followers, 146, 520. I remember those days. And the first thing that I did was to find and engage with other like-minded accounts, Now, when marketing people go on about the fact that you need to know who your ideal client is, this is why it's important. It's important when it comes to tactics like this. So you need to know with your business who you're trying to attract. And once you're clear on that, where they're already hanging out on social. And specifically, because we're talking about Instagram here, 
on Instagram. So what hashtags do they use? What other non-competing accounts are they already connected to? Who do they look up to? Who do they admire on Instagram? Who are the influencers that they're following? Once you know that, it's as simple as going to where they are. So you need to make a list of, for example, and this was a big one for me, all of the similar but non-competing accounts are relevant to your industry. So for me, for example, as a person that was specializing in social media, I made a list of uh, copywriters and people in other aligned industries, but that weren't actually in competition with me because this is a shady tactic if you're doing it with your competitors. But basically what you do is you make a list of those accounts and then you need to go through, you need to engage with their followers and you need to genuinely start to build relationships Instagram is a relationship building platform. And so that's a reason why it's a slower, steadier increase if you're going for the right followers, because relationship building takes time, right? Now, one thing that I don't want you to do when it comes to this strategy is to simply follow and unfollow. I have got a previous uh, podcast episode on this tactic, the follow unfollow tactic. Just Google how to beat the Instagram follow unfollow to check it out. And I just want to be really clear that that is not what you should be doing. So don't go through, follow a whole heap of accounts and then unfollow them just as a way of getting people to notice you. If you've got an Instagram account, you've probably experienced this and you know how annoying it is. What I'm talking about is genuinely engaging with like-minded people. And you do that by making a list of where they're already hanging out. So similar but non-competing businesses, the influencers, and they don't need to be huge influencers, just who is influential in your niche. Go in and see who are following those people. And there's a whole heap of other ways that you can do it. And I've actually got all of those kind of different ideas for doing this because in the early days, it is the best way of growing your account. But basically, come up with different ways of going to where your ideal client is and genuinely connecting and engaging with them. So that is tip number one, engage. Tip number two is to make Instagram friends. Now, a lot of people don't actually know this, and I'm really passionate about uh, my thoughts on this. I really think that Instagram is one of the very best business-to-business platforms out there for certain industries anyway. People talk about LinkedIn as being the only B2B platform, but I don't know if you've been on LinkedIn recently. It is also one of the spammiest platforms out there. Instagram is actually for people in creative industries, for creative entrepreneurs, for people that are in service industries, for a lot of different industries, a really good B2B platform if you're a small business especially. So what I recommend doing is actually jumping onto Instagram and making Instagram friends with other businesses. So what I mean by that is connecting with like-minded businesses and chatting to them, supporting them in this small business life that we're all going through, making Instagram friends. I and my partner, I've said this before, laughs about my Instagram friends, but 
simply from in the early days, originally trying to kind of grow my account, I came across so many other like-minded businesses that I've developed a relationship with and it's really become things like a referral source for me and it's really done a lot more than simply increase my follower number. So there's a lot of benefits to this particular strategy. What it basically does is it develops relationships with people that you can collab with in the future. And you can also use those opportunities to cross-pollinate your audiences. So it'll give you those early follower runs on the board because other businesses are much more likely to connect with you in the early days and be open to socializing online. But that is not the only benefit. It has really long-standing business benefits if you can really cultivate strong relationships with other like-minded businesses on Instagram. So the next tip, tip number three in terms of growing your following is to manage your own account. So this is a little bit of a controversial one, but I do think that Instagram is one platform that, and it comes down to your time and your resources, I get this, and it's not going to be suitable for all businesses, but it is one platform, especially if you're a personal brand or you're a service business and you very much rely on your personal brand, I think that you should really consider owning and managing your own account. Now, I really genuinely credit much of the growth of my Stevie Says Social account to the fact that my posts are really authentic and they're really personal and people ultimately connect with the person behind the account, right? They know that, you know, if they direct message, Stevie says social, I'm going to be replying personally, most likely. It's really difficult for a social media manager to create the type of content that really creates connections. So that real kind of digital storytelling content. And I find that that's the content that is often what sets one Instagram account apart from another and ultimately what makes it succeed. Uh, So it's not always possible. Like I, I know that I've said that before, but if you're a small business, I think that considering, at least considering owning And managing your own Instagram account will really help you with growth. It's something that you can obviously outsource down the track. But I think, as I said, people ultimately connect with people and there's no more platform where I think that this is more kind of correct than with Instagram. So if you want to grow, if you want to get your first 10,000 sort of engaged followers, I think it's something to consider. And I really do think that it has been an important kind of ingredient in the growth of my own account. So tip number four is quality over quantity. Now, there is not a single post on my Instagram account that I am not really proud of. There is, if you haven't noticed already, so much competition on Instagram these days. And if you're not putting out really quality content, if you're putting out mediocre content because you're busy or you're not sure what to post or you're in a rush, you may as well not bother. I mean that kindly. (laughs) It isn't worth it though, because average content means low engagement, right? Low engagement means that the Instagram algorithm will view your content as uninteresting and they will basically show it to fewer people. So 
What happens is that when somebody lands on your account, you basically have a split second when they decide either to follow you or not to follow you. So they'll click into one or two of your recent posts. They might check out your general aesthetic and they decide whether you're valuable enough for them to give a follow. So basically what I'm trying to say is that quality is important for two reasons. Number one, because the algorithm Uh, gives preference to content that's engaged with. And number two, because people follow accounts where there's quality content. So for both of those reasons, it's really, really important not to just post for the sake of it. You don't need to post every single day anymore if it's going to sacrifice the quality of your content. Now, I these days generally post once every two days, sometimes once a day, but you know, if it's going to sacrifice the quality once every two days, sometimes even three, but I make sure that every single post is the very best that I could possibly put out at that moment. I put a lot of time into my captions. I make sure that I have professional photography. And I think that the impact of doing this is largely sort of intangible, but I think it's had a really huge impact on the growth of my account. So what I'm trying to say is that if you want to grow and engage following, less can absolutely be more. And consistent, high-quality content wins over posting average content more regularly. Now, there is a caveat to this. If you are, for example, a fast fashion e-commerce store, there's going to be value in posting more regularly because that will have a direct correlation to your sales, something to keep in mind. But the important thing here is that you still can't sacrifice the quality. As soon as the quality of your posts start to slip, you either need to up your resources or you need to consider posting less. So tip number five is to invest in influencer marketing. And this is one that I know because I've spoken to so many people, a lot of students in my hashtags aren't the answer online social media course. And I know that influencer marketing, uh, even though all of the social media experts tell you to do it, can be the most frustrating thing in the world. So essentially, it involves working with social media influencers with genuine influence Genuine influence is the key here as a way of exposing your account uh, to an audience that's aligned with your own, basically. So I have actually got a couple of really in-depth articles and a blog post uh, in relation to influencer marketing. So make sure you go back and you check that out if you want to know the ins and outs of influencer marketing. The podcast in particular is absolute gold. It's with Kayla Houlihan from Tribe Skincare, and she's got some really great tips around influencer marketing. So go and check that out. What I want to say in terms of this podcast episode, though, is just a couple of quick tips. Number one is that I don't think when it comes to influencers, gifting works very well anymore. So as an example, let's just say you have a uh, scarf company and you approach influencers by uh, offering to gift them your product, right? And asking, you know, if they like it, you'd love it if they would share. Now, the problem with this is that the influencers that you're approaching, if they have genuine influence, are likely in demand. The very best influencers, so the ones that will give you 
good ROI, good return on investment. They're worth more than the cost of a scarf and they're worth paying for. So when I hear feedback that people are frustrated with influencer marketing, it's often because they have approached influencer marketing as a gifting campaign. So they've gone out to influencers and offered to gift Can that work? Yes, it can work, but it's like crossing your fingers and leaving your influencer marketing up to chance. It is very hit and miss. The competitiveness of uh, Instagram these days, the best influencers, the ones that really get ROI, uh, are entitled to charge for the exposure that they're giving to the products and services that they feature. So, I really think that if you're going to uh, invest in influencer marketing, the key word is invest. You really do need to pay the influencer what they are asking as per their rate card and uh, make sure that you're working with those influencers that do have the genuine influence that will give you the ROI from that investment. So the other thing with influencer marketing that I just want to mention is that I think that you need to be really set up before investing in an influencer marketing campaign. So influencers can be an amazing way to grow your following, but at the end of the day, followers are one thing and yes, 10,000 followers is great. And one of the best things about 10,000 followers, side note, is that you get the swipe up feature, which is very, very cool. (laughs) But at the end of the day, your end result should ultimately be sales. We're in business to make money, right? So Before considering investing in influencer marketing, especially, you know, if you're putting money into paid campaigns, what you want to make sure is that you've got a really well-optimized website that you know generates sales. This is a big mistake that I see made. And otherwise, basically what you'll be doing is pouring money into a leaky bucket. So when you're set up, but when you have the budget, yes, influencers, ones with genuine influence, I know that I've harped on that a few times, but it's very, very important, uh, that have an aligned target audience to yours can be a really great way to help you get to your first 10,000 Instagram followers. But more importantly than that, can actually help you with ROI and can be such a great tactic strategy when it comes to Instagram when it's done well. Okay, so on to tip six, which is strategically collaborating. Now, I love collaborations because I think more than anything else, it is what has grown my account. For service-based businesses, it's also kind of the equivalent to influencer marketing for product-based businesses. Now, the way that I did this was by finding similar but non-competing businesses, and I essentially interviewed them on my blog and my podcast. So I would interview people that had an aligned target audience. I would then send my interviewee the links to the final blog or podcast along with images to make it really easy for them to share the content on their own social media accounts. So then on Instagram, what they would do is they would tag my account. And so this resulted in a spike in my Instagram following every time a new piece of content went live. And because my interviews were weekly, I consistently have grown. It's now fortnightly, but it started off weekly. My Instagram following as a direct result of this tactic. 
These are the sorts of things that you need to be doing over and above just posting on your own account if you want to get to your next 10,000 more, how whatever your goal is, engaged Instagram followers. Now, the best part about this is, again, it also had a really strong business ROI. So I would strategically interview really great people with similar audiences, and their new followers would often over time also turn into clients. So it's a tactic that I highly recommend. And as I said, it's the biggest reason for my growth in the more difficult kind of earlier days of growing an Instagram account, especially. Now, tip number seven is not to make captions an afterthought. Now, I have zero data to back this up, but I have a really big hunch that a big reason that people follow along on my Instagram has to do with my captions. It is a given these days that your imagery on Instagram, it's a really visual platform that it needs to be on point in order to really set yourself apart from your competition. Instagram, yeah, it's visual. So if you're not using professional original imagery, or at least at the very least, ensuring that your images are crisp, good quality, aesthetically pleasing, you're setting yourself back fairly significantly, in my opinion. And I'm really passionate about this. I talk about photography a lot. What I really think sets an account apart these days, though, is really killer captions. So especially if they tell great stories. So look at Humans of New York as a great example of that. Or they provide really outstanding educational value. And that's something that I really strive to achieve. Or they're just really funny. And I talk about go-to skincare a lot, but they're a great example of someone that really nails that. So as a result, I'm really obsessed with the captions that I post on Instagram. I treat them personally like mini blog posts and I make sure that every single one either provides really massive value or it tells a story that helps like-minded people to kind of relate to me. And I really think that this has had a significant impact on the growth of my own account. It's one of those things that kind of falls into the value bucket, adding value, right? So it's another way of giving people enough value for them to want to connect with you, want to like your page, want to follow you. So Uh, Yeah, I really do think that it's something that if you want to grow, you need to give more attention to if you're not already. And if you struggle with your Instagram captions, you need to head over to the social shop again. I've got the caption cure in there and it's 48 completely done for you Instagram and Facebook caption templates. And I'm a bit tongue in cheek, but I guarantee that they'll cure acute cases of what to post itis. It's just a simple way of kind of getting your captions sorted. So there you have it, guys. I'm going to do a quick recap of the seven tips that I recommend really focusing on in terms of getting your first or your next 10,000 followers on Instagram. So number one is to engage. So follow along with, for example, similar but like or similar but non-competing Instagram accounts and genuinely engage with their followers. Number two is to make Instagram friends. So actually go out there and use Instagram as a B2B networking platform. It's such a great B2B networking platform. Number three is to manage your own account. It's something to consider if you really do want that growth because Instagram is really a personal platform, especially if you're a personal brand. 
Number four is quality over quantity. So it's not necessary to be posting multiple times a day or even every day anymore if it's going to mean sacrificing your quality. Quality is the most important when it comes to growing your Instagram account. Number five is to invest in influencer marketing, but make sure that you're taking it seriously. The best influencers, the ones with genuine influence, charge for their exposure and so they rightly should. If you're not getting an ROI in terms of followers and sales, they're not the right influencer and therefore you shouldn't really be going down that route. Tip number six is strategically collaborate. This has grown my own Instagram account more than anything else that I have done. And it's something that I really strongly recommend that you do. If you're interested in more collaboration ideas, I've got them in my checklist as well, which as I said, is available in the social shop. And number seven is not to make captions an afterthought. Instagram's a visual medium, but I think captions will really set your account apart. So there you have it, guys. Seven tips to help you get your first or your next 10,000 Instagram followers. And these aren't outdated tips. These aren't tips that used to work a few years ago when Instagram was easy, but things have changed. These are based on the things that have worked for me and that I have seen work for others. And I have just over 10,000 Instagram followers on my account at the moment. So I kind of know what I'm talking about. Now, if you're keen for more in-depth tips and tricks and you want a complete step-by-step ticket off as you go list of everything that I have done to grow my own Instagram account, I highly recommend heading over to the social shop at steviesayssocial.com forward slash shop. As I said, I have just dropped my new checklist in there. It has 100, yes, 100 really actionable, practical uh, tips, tricks, and strategies that have worked for me to grow your own Instagram account. So head over to steviesayssocial.com forward slash shop to get your hands on that. And that is it for me for this week, guys. As I said, I would love if you enjoyed this episode for you to take a screenshot, put it on your stories. I'd love to see what you're doing while you're listening to this particular episode and tag me in it at Stevie Says Social. With the podcast name change, surely it will be helpful and I would be really grateful. All right, that is it for me. I will see you next week. Until then. Bye.